Welcome to Modern Motherhood, where you're required to be everything to everyone all the time. We wouldn't have it any other way, but let's be honest, it's hard work. So let's talk about it, all of it, in the raw with no filter. Come and be a fly on the wall as you listen in on a chat between friends, as each week welcomes a new guest and a new topic to delve deeper around the ins and outs of not only motherhood, but life in general. The ups, the downs, the struggles, the highlights, the reality. Because the reality is, you're not alone. We're all in this together. You're listening to Mummy Republic. Welcome to the whirlwind. Hello, lovely, and welcome back to another episode of the Mummy Republic podcast. I'm your host, Danny, and I cannot wait to get stuck into today's story because our guest is so incredibly brave for joining me today and telling her story. But before I do, let's get a few housekeeping things out of the way. First of all, if you haven't done so already, make sure that you click on that subscribe button so that you don't miss a thing. And while you're there, make sure that you jump in and give me a rating and a review so you can let other listeners know what they're in for. If you're on the gram, jump on over to at Mummy Republic podcast so that you can hear more about the guests and their stories and what's coming up. Now, today's guest has been, as I mentioned, very brave in joining me to tell her story. There's not a trigger warning on this one, but I will give you a hint. You may want to turn this one up a little bit so that you can hear the audio a bit more clearly. And you may also hear a little snippet of a feature guest who invited himself onto the show, which basically is just a true indication of mum life balance. So without any further ado, let's get stuck into it. Joining me today is an incredibly beautiful soul who is stepping out of her comfort zone completely in an effort to help others and perhaps answer some burning questions around hearing impairments. Welcome to the gorgeous mama of two, Whitney Barber. Hello, Danny. Hello. Thank you, you so much for joining me. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. I am so excited that you said yes to this because yeah. I just think... One, it's such a massive thing for you to do because yeah. you've communicated before that you don't love talking on your no, social media. Yeah. Um, but to come here and have a chat to me, I'm just, I'm so stoked. No, thank you. I'm actually quite excited. Like I was saying before, like, I feel like it's time for me just to let everything go and just live life to the fullest and don't worry about what other people think about me. Like, just, like, yeah. Yeah. 100%. You do, you girl. Oh, thank you. <laughs> now, we're going to touch on a few things as time goes on, and I'm going to ask you for some advice around okay. um, how people should approach someone with a hearing impairment, because yeah. I think anytime someone has a disability or um, some kind of impairment, we get a little bit awkward and we yeah. don't know what to say. Yeah. But before we get into that, I want to talk about you. Okay. So cool. let's just start from the beginning. And I guess the obvious question, when did you lose your hearing? Um, well, that's a funny one. I was just thinking about that on the way. I was like, right up until about 10 years ago, I always thought I was born deaf. You know, when you're a baby, you don't remember anything. Of course. But apparently, I was um, diagnosed when I was 18 months. One day, my nana came in to see me and she, my mum actually dropped a pot in the kitchen and my nana was standing behind me and I was standing in my car and she was like, Whitney, Whitney, and I was looking out the window, and she was like, 
she's not responding to me. So she came and tapped me on the shoulder and I turned around and I had this massive smile on my face apparently because I was like, oh, Nanny! Like, oh. And that's when Nana came to my mum and said, um, I think you need to, you know, check out Whitney's hearing because she did not respond to me at all. Yeah. I called her a couple of times, didn't I pat her on the shoulder like a deaf person would, yep. turn around and go, oh, hello, you know. Um, so, yeah, it went on from there. So there was no really explanation what really happened. Mm-hmm. And then I had the implant when I was, the cochlear implant, mm-hmm. um, when I was 20, and it just didn't go well for me. It kept gi- giving me vertigo. I just couldn't get loose to it. It was just too powerful for me. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I saw my surgeon about 10 years ago, and he said, no, I actually think you were born hearing because you aren't, you wouldn't be able to talk the way you you do now because, yeah, it's really hard to explain. It's like the brain had absorbed some sort of sound when I was a baby mm-hmm. and it kind of just stayed there until I put hearing aids in and I was able to continue. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So when did you get hearing aids? Um, When I was 18 months. Okay. Yeah. 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 And were you able to communicate um no as you can imagine for mum and dad it was like a doctor saying you've got a blind child yeah it was so overwhelming for them they were like oh my goodness what are we gonna do we can't find we don't know we don't know what to do it was just overwhelming of course yeah um so they took me to what's called a um an early invention center so Mm -hmm. little babies it's literally 18 months old would go and learn how to sign and the face surface OTs just to make sure that there was no other issues. Mm-hmm. And they thought, no, Whitney is capable of talking, so we need to focus on that. Um, so, of course, mum was like, okay, we will do everything we can to make sure that she gets that support. Yep. Um, so mum and dad and my brother and my sister started signing basic stuff like drink, food, sleep, whatever. Um, but as time went on, I think my speech got better and they were, it was easier for everyone because, mm-hmm. you know, I was the only deaf child in the family, so they just didn't, I don't know, it's really, it's a full-on thing. Like, yeah. you know, my, there's 12 years difference between my sister and nine years between my brother and I. So wow. they were already getting playing in the street with other kids. They didn't really have time just to sit down and learn all those kind of things. But I've always had amazing support mm. from all of them. They always gave me the time until I understood them or, yeah. So, oh, it's yeah. beautiful to have that support because it would be so overwhelming yeah. as a parent to well, even know what to do. Exactly, you know? yeah. Yeah, I mean... Babies are hard enough. I know, exactly. <laughs> and, yeah, just to think that there's no one else in the family that has a hearing loss. Mm. They will feel quite alone as well because they don't have anyone to talk about it. They don't... Yeah. yeah. They don't want to be judged because, oh, this is going to be hard. Yep. But, yeah. Did they give you a reason or they couldn't, so it wasn't no, genetic? Well, back in the day, they, yeah. it wasn't yeah. not what we thorough. had. Yeah. God, I feel old when I think <laughs> Back in the oh, day. Shit. Back in my day. Yeah. <laughs> I say that all the time. Yeah. Um, but along the way, they did a, um, what do you call it, a CAT scan on the skull. Oh, yep, yep. And they found out that, a hole in your skull near the drum to be a certain size. Mine was quite enlarged. 
So there could be a possibility I was born hearing. And over time, there was so much sound that went through that hole into my drum. It burst it in a way, yeah. or it damaged wow. the hair on the drum and it's no longer working. So I would never know. That's crazy. Yeah, it, so it pisses me off sometimes. Like, yeah. It's like, I just want to know why. Yeah. I've got children that are hearing. Like, when is the next generation going to pick up my gene? Or yeah. it was just a freak coincidence, you and know? that's the thing, isn't it? You yeah. know, medical, the, the technology we have now is incredible, but sometimes you just, you don't know the, yeah. that answer. How yeah. is school for you? Because kids are jerks. Yeah. Well, quite surprisingly, when I left the early invention centre, they said, no, we think we need to go to a hearing school. Okay. So mum and dad, of course, took that advice. Mm-hmm. Um, believe it or not, I had the best primary school years ever. I had not one bully, unless someone was talking behind my back and I didn't hear them. <laughs> <laughs> and I just kept walking away smiling. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, hey, how you going? It could actually be quite a blessing. You yeah. Know? I think sometimes it's better not to know what's going yeah, on behind exactly. your back. Yeah, I've always had a lot of people ask me over the years, did you get bullied at school? And I'm like, no, I didn't. But funny you say that because in primary school, I didn't get bullied, not that I know of. Mm. Um... And my first grade teacher was a normal teacher, obviously, mm-hmm. but she was so inspired by me that she wanted to learn how to sign and all this kind of stuff. And she actually ended up leaving the job and went to VG or something to teach deaf kids how to sign. Oh, yeah, it was so beautiful. So I think along the way, a lot of my de- um, friends and students saw that Mrs Wood left school like, this is pretty cool. There's, like, another little language here that we yeah. can all learn. But it was more so when I went to high school. That's when I got bullied. Not by hearing people. It was deaf people. <gasps> yeah, you wouldn't... Bu- yeah, it's crazy. But it was because I could talk. And they were telling me that, no, you're not deaf. You, you don't belong here. You need to get... So I went from hearing school in primary, went to a private school in grade 8 for just a little bit, and I realised, oh, God. It's, it's hard now. It's a bit much. Yeah. yeah. There's like five subjects, classroom to classroom. I just couldn't keep up. And so mum and dad decided to take me to a deaf school over at Rancorn, mm-hmm. which was amazing. I was so excited. I was a little bit nervous because I knew basic sign language. But I thought, no, you know what? This can open a lot of doors for me. I can mm-hmm. be in a community where people understand how I feel. So, yeah, like the first couple of weeks, a deaf person came up to me and said, or signed to me and said, no, you, you shouldn't be here. You're not deaf. You're just, you're just being, um, like, you're just whinging. You've got a hearing impairment. So there's a, you've got hearing impairment, um, profoundly deaf. So they're two separate worlds, believe it or not, because wow. they don't know how to sign, but they're oral. They can communicate with the hearing world, so they don't really, yeah, it's a very tough, subject to talk about actually you either be deaf or hearing impaired and isn't that crazy yeah i said earlier yeah hearing impaired because i feel you know as somebody who has inadvertent commas normal hearing yeah am i offending you if i say yeah. deaf yeah do you know what i mean yeah it's funny all my life i think a lot of people mentioned or labeled me as hearing impaired because i could talk mm. but really i'm profoundly deaf when i take that implant off I cannot hear a thing. It just... I didn't enjoy it when I was little. I need to, yeah. quite, I need to find it quite scary because mm. my eyes were working twice as hard because 
my ears won't work. I had to lose my eye to look for them in a way. But now that I'm a mum, oh my God. <laughs> Doing it that lay in bed, I'm like, good night, Habby, I'm going to bed now. And I just take it off and I can instantly go to sleep. It's just so good. It, yeah. took, it took me a long time to get to that stage because I always had that fear that I wasn't going to be able to wake up if Emily was crying or yeah. what if the house was on fire and I couldn't hear the fire alarm. It's just all those kind of things. But I've kind of put that trust into my husband. Yes. And that's just another thing that I'm going through at the moment. I'm really fighting for independence. Yeah. I don't want to rely on my husband. I feel sorry for my husband. He's like my interpreter. He's my ears. He will point at things to help me prevent crossing the road when a car comes or whatever you know he's always mm. there for me so I'm actually going through a process with NDIS oh, to, yes. yeah, yeah. to try and get some stuff to support me and live a better life and feel like I don't have to rely on other people so, how exciting yeah it Is will it, be it'll be good yeah, yeah yeah speaking of Lee um how did you guys meet um I met him when I went to a house party when I was like 17 and oh. yeah I was actually with someone else you know puppy love like yeah and he was with someone else and he wasn't there at the party when I got there but when he finally arrived he kept looking at me and I was like shit don't make eye contact like I'm deaf he's not gonna like me and that's how I always thought I had hearing friends from primary and I've stayed friends with them to now so they always made me feel involved I'm like Whitney come on we've got to go to a hearing party you've got to meet more <laughs> hearing people and I'm like oh fuck no like <laughs> one it's loud I can't hear them um yeah it's just overwhelming it's at least fun. it would make you mysterious though right yeah in the corner <laughs> keeping to yourself to <laughs> <laughs> leave my husband eventually comes over and he's like oh hello I've never seen you before you know what the first thing I said to him? I said, don't talk to me, I'm deaf. <laughs> and he was like, what? And I was like, oh God, what did I just do? <laughs> and he's looking at me going, it's okay. We'll go somewhere quiet or we can talk somewhere. And I just walked off. <laughs> <laughs> Ruthless. Yeah, I just I walked it. off. And he was like, um, okay. So I was like, oh shit. And then he eventually caught up with me later on in the night. And um, yeah, we'd just been friends for about seven years or something and then we both were eventually single and then we decided to get together and we haven't looked back then Aww, yeah you cuties yeah. <laughs> and you have two beautiful daughters Lou and yeah. Emily yeah how how was that for you leaning into parenthood we touched on before you know yeah. children are loud and yeah. newborn babies they can be overwhelming at the best of times yeah how did you navigate that okay so when I felt pregnant I was really excited I was like yeah you know, I'm going to prove everyone that deaf people can actually have babies. Yeah. Um, there's something I'll bring up later about what happened when I was in high school. Um, but, yeah, when I, and Luella, my first baby, was born. I think I went through some sort of baby blue. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, it was really weird. But I just felt like I couldn't be the mum I thought I was going to be able to be. Because I couldn't hear her and people were coming to me saying, oh, darling, Luella's crying, like, you need to go and get her. But they were there to try and support me because they know that I will be, I would want to be the first person to go and get her. Mm-hmm. But just the fact that someone came and told me that uh, my baby's crying just made me feel really, oh, my God. 
Mm. I'm going to have to rely on other people so I can look after my baby. But over time, as I got to know the world and the sleeping routines and all that kind of stuff, it all just came naturally to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's been some challenges along the way, but you know what, like everyone else does, we just somehow cope with them and just find out what works for us and go from there. Yep. Yeah. Do you think there was a point when the girls realised that mum was different to dad? Yes. Um, Luella has always been very empathetic, if that's the word. Yep. She's always been very, I don't know, she's like an old soul. She, she just knew from day mm-hmm. one kind of thing. You know, she's always been that child where she'll put her hand on my shoulder. If she called me mum once, that's enough for her. She'll come and tap me on the shoulder because she knows that I'm not going to respond. Like, yeah. she's just not going to make me feel... Oh, how many times did you call me? You know, it's it's quite overwhelming when someone comes over and goes, "Oh, mom, yeah, what, darling? Yeah, I've been calling you for five minutes or whatever, and it just makes me feel." And Luella just seems to pick that out. Um, and then Emily, she um, I had a bit of a tough time with her as a baby. She had a lot of issues with her bowels, and I was just yeah, being a mum under two. It was oh. quite challenging, as yeah. it is. Um, so I think Luella really, she's, she's a bit of a mum. She, she really helped me with Emily along the way. She always went and put a dummy in her mouth and didn't tell oh. me that she was crying. And then if it, it, oh, yeah, I know. She, she, yeah, and she still is now. Um, yeah, I've been blessed with Lou. So mm. having Emily, well, having two was a lot easier down the track at being a deaf mum because I was like, you know, I'm not going to rely on Luella, but Luella is part of this family. She does know that she has a deaf mum and unfortunately she's going to have to help me at some stage yep. if I'm struggling or I can't hear. Um, yeah. So, it's no, uh, I didn't really struggle. Yeah. Yeah, it's just being deaf, it's natural to me. Yes. It would be a lot different if I woke up Oh, I was hearing until right up until I was about 25 and then you wake up the next morning and you don't have your hearing. That will be overwhelming. You wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. Whereas me, I've been deaf before I could even remember. So I've been able to deal with it with whatever comes my way. So You just adjust. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like anything in motherhood, yeah, you just adjust. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, you said before you would come back to something around oh, something that happened in high yeah. school. Yeah, so when you said... Um, did I have anything, or oh, I forgot what the question was, but something about becoming a mum. Mm-hmm. I did a childcare course, mm-hmm. um, like a home ec thing, you know, where you cook and you throw oh, and, yep. and yep. they talk <laughs> about children. It's like, oh yeah, whatever. But um, our classroom were given these babies that cried, you know, those things that you can take oh, home. Oh, yes. And they, they've got yep. batteries in them and you've got to press certain buttons if they're crying or whatever. So the lady that was in our classroom, she was really... <laughs> Hello, darling. <laughs> She's got my spectator in the background. Just so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she kept... I felt like she kept avoiding me. Like she wasn't going to give me a baby. And I was Ooh. like... So I came up to her one day and I said, um, I don't know if you've forgotten about me, but I really would like to take a baby home and try it out. 
because I would like to have a baby one day, like, you know, and she was like, oh, I just thought maybe it might not work as well for you because you can't hear. And that's true. And again, mm. it was a bit awkward because she's never really been in that position before and she didn't want make, to make me feel you're going to fail, you yeah, know. It was like place. a, yeah. yeah. And I was just like, no, I would really like to try. And she was a little bit, mm, and I'm like, please. Because, you know, I'm sure I will have one one day. And mm. this would be a great experience for me. Anyway, I remember she gave it to me and I was walking down the main street back home from school. And the thing started crying. I was like, oh, I've got this. I press the button, you know, whatever. All good. Oh, I think it's easy. Because it's that easy I'm going to be a great mum one day. <laughs> and so button. we went home and I went into my bed and I put the baby on the floor. And I was like, okay. I'm going to sleep with my hearing aid in because I want to show mum and dad that I can do it and they don't have to be with me. I mean, not even an hour later, I came in with my mattress and my pillow and the baby (laughs) and mum's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I can't hear it. I keep thinking I can hear it, but I can't and I just want to go to sleep. I'm tired. And mum's like, oh, darling, it's only nine o'clock, you know, and I was just like, shit. And I did. I stepped on the floor and mum kept tapping me during the night and she's like, the baby's crying. And it really did make me wake up a little bit. It was like, holy crap, like, maybe I'm not going to be able to do it, you know. And so, of course, when I took the baby back to school, the teacher was like, you know, being very nice and, you know, don't worry about it. We don't need to check the score. And I'm like, no, please, you know. And it was quite high because I had mum with me. Yeah. And she looked at me and she goes, oh, my goodness, like, you did really well. And I'm, like, thinking in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, crap, it, it wasn't me. It was actually mum. <laughs> but I'm sure I'll work my way through it when, I, when that time comes. But, yeah, it was just really interesting to hear someone else say, you know, oh, I don't think you can have a baby, in other words. Mm. You know, she didn't, yeah, it was just really awkward. It was just like... Oh my god, like just because we can't hear doesn't mean we can't drive. Yeah. Or have fun. It's you know it's, it's not like sense. we're fully disabled in a wheelchair and we're, you know, yeah. Limited. But do you feel like you've been underestimated? Yeah. 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 Especially in high school. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um yeah, there's always times where I went to the death school but there was it was like a nunet. So it was actually um, a part of the Runcorn State High School. So they normally had the normal classes with the big kids out there. Um, And I've asked them, can I go with the hearing kids? But I just want an interpreter to come with me just to make sure I'm not missing out on any words. And, you know, when the teacher's turning around writing on the blackboard, I can't read it then because, you know. So it was good to have an interpreter there. But, yeah, I think a lot of people did mm. and um and I think that in me I always want to just prove people that I can do it yeah. um yeah so and in adult life how did it go in terms of work you know okay. getting a job and doing normal adult things yeah. without people just constantly yeah babying you yeah well so when I left one corn you see I had an interpreter with me or a note taker so I always had that support I always knew I had something to fall back on if I was to get lost or, you know. So when I left school, I was put into the big world mm. with no interpreter, no, to- no, no note taker. So I was like, 
crap. <laughs> How do I apply for a job? I can't call people. I can't, you know, network. Yeah. Um, and I'll be honest, I, um, my mum and dad will really agree with this one, but I just wanted to stay home. I didn't have any confidence. I was just like, no. Why would anyone want to work with me? I can't answer the phone. I can't really talk to people. So, you know, and that the beauty about that is I had a big family. I still do, a big family. So we were always asking cousins and asking and uncles, do you have any work going on, We're looking for work? So I always had that comfort knowing that wherever I go, I may have someone that I know that works there. So I actually landed a job at Centrelink. Oh. Yeah, and I was like, oh my God, this is a government job, you know, I'm set. I'm going to just stay here for however long I wanted to. I was doing, I forgot what the position was, it was sort of like admin, where you had to open all the letters and all the forms when mm-hmm. people wanted to apply for the pension or whatever. And I did it for maybe one year. I was like, you know what, I'm just this deaf girl sitting at the back corner of the office, just doing, opening, opening envelopes. I'm like... Yeah. I'm better than that, you know, so I spoke to the team manager and I was like, I love my job, but I think I can do a lot more. And so she said, okay, well, why don't we put you at the front desk? And I was like, no, no, there could be people that come in with accents, like Japanese people, I can't read their lips very well because they don't open their mouth like we do. Yeah, because they speak Japanese. Of course. So when they speak English, they don't move their mouth like we do to pronounce the word properly. Um, but she said, no, just go and try it. You know, that's probably the only next step you can do if you don't want to be where you are now. And I'm like, okay, I'll give it a go. And, yeah, I did it for, like, one week. And every lunch break, I was just, like, trying not to cry. I was just, like, there was, like, people coming in that were Muslim. So they had the... Oh, the nouns were covered. Yeah, yeah, and I was just like, I'm really sorry, what are you saying? And they were like, they were getting so frustrated with me. They thought I was trying to get them to take them off. And I'm like, no, yeah. I'm hearing impaired. And then looking at me and looking at the team manager going, why have you got someone like this at the front? So it was very... Yeah, yeah so I didn't... <laughs> it would have been really overwhelming for you too. Yeah. And let's be realistic. Most people who come into Centrelink are not there yeah, for they're not a happy. fun time. Yeah, they, 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 they want to get in and out. Or they need money. Yeah, or, they do. Yeah, so it's probably quite a stressful environment yeah. for you to be put in that position too. Yeah, so I think I finally came to a conclusion. I'm like, you know what? I can't keep doing this to myself. It's going to ruin my self-confidence. It's going to ruin a lot of things. So I thought, you know what? I want to help deaf people find jobs that are going to be friendly for them they're going to be working in an environment where they're supported <laughs> hello darling <laughs> um so yeah I just became quickly I became quite passionate I was like you know what there's a lot of people <laughs> oh he's so cute he's so gonna kiss you. this is not your interview buddy <laughs> part down oh. okay so yeah I was working with the deaf community helping people find work and that was going really great. And then I got married. And then I fell pregnant with Lulu. And I got quite sick. I kept bleeding. And I, what do you call them? A hematoma? So I nearly lost her two times. So that was quite stressful. And my husband and I were like, nah, I'm not going to work. I didn't really need to work. My husband had a really good job. So we were like, okay. <laughs> we will just go with it and just see how we go. Yeah. So yeah, I haven't really looked back. 
I've been not working for nearly eight years, but along the way, I've been on Instagram, making some money on the side. Um, So that's been keeping me busy. But yeah, like I was saying before, you know, I've had enough of being an influencer. I don't know. I think, you know, it's been great. I've met some beautiful people along the way. But um, yeah, I just want to be, I want to make something for myself. Like I'm you yeah. want to evolve and yeah. move forward and there's absolutely nothing yeah. wrong with that like I'm, I'm bored like I want to yep. create something that I'm proud of and well the girls know. are older now yeah you know, you're, you're less of I guess again in inverted commas a mum in terms of your whole world doesn't revolve around them because they're growing and they're yeah. going to school and yeah. that sort of takes on its own journey for them exactly. so it's about you yeah. getting that time to yeah. get back yeah. to yourself and what yeah. you want it yeah, yeah. In terms of people dealing with someone who is deaf or yeah. has a hearing impairment or, or any disability, what mm. advice would you give? Um, that's a tricky one, actually, mm. because everyone everyone has different levels of disability. So, you know, like, I can't really speak for other disabilities, but from what I have experienced along the way with my disability being deaf, I just don't like when people try and say something and... And I'll say, sorry, I'm really sorry, I'm hearing impaired. I don't say deaf because they really freak out. Mm. They just look at me and go, oh, God, and they walk away. Well, what do, what do I do? You know, yeah. how, how do I talk to you? Yeah, but, like, I'm talking. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying hard so I communicate so it's easier for you. It's not like I'm asking them to sign for me. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I just... My best advice would probably be... If someone tells you that they have a disability, um, it can be really hard for that person to admit or tell people mm. that they've, you know, they've got some disabilities or whatever. Um, I think people should be appreciative that they actually felt comfortable enough to tell you that and just be patient with them. Just let them talk and they will tell you, believe it or not, they will tell you what they need from you to make it easier. Mm. And it's up to you whether you wanted to try and accommodate that. Yeah. Because they're trying really hard to communicate with you, even though yeah. they don't feel confident to talk, but they're, they're, they're desperate t- to talk to you. They yeah. want to, yeah. 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 I think that's amazing advice because quite often we get so worried about how we can overcompensate. Yeah. Just take a step back and listen to what, what they need. That's yeah. amazing advice. Yeah. What about for anybody who may be hearing impaired or deaf or have a disability? Mm-hmm. You know, you have the option as you said to sit at home and to not do anything and to just it's all too hard basket yeah but you haven't done that with your life what would your advice be um just believe in yourself if you're really passionate about something just keep brainstorming just meet other people that do what you're passionate about and believe it or not it will take you to amazing places Mm. and if they know that you've got a disability and you can bond with them in a certain way then you're in the right place just just got to keep going you will get there eventually yeah. yeah, I actually think that's great advice for everybody. Yeah, because, yeah, it you know, is. Who we're, we're just normal. We just don't have ears that work. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just sometimes deaf people just don't believe in themselves that they're actually quite capable of doing anything. Mm. Just try not to work with something that involves with hearing. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're really lucky now because everything, people don't call anymore. It's all through email, text messages, yep. mail, you know. So I think it's a lot easier for the deaf community now than it was back in the day. (laughs) Back Back in the the day. day. (laughs) (laughs) It's true 
know. And yeah. I think to your point before, who you surround yourself with is really important. And that's that's really important for everybody. You yeah. know, you've got to surround yourself with the right people who, like your primary school friends, don't see it as an issue. Just, yeah. okay, come on, you need to get out of your comfort zone and yeah. get amongst it. Yeah. Now, obviously being a mum is a huge job in itself. And I am very much about mum life balance where yeah. you can. It's hard, but yeah. I think it's important. And I like to call it the me before mummy. What is it something that you do as wit to reconnect with yourself? Um, that's a funny one because I've actually been just so consumed with children. You know what it's like. Yes. Um, Instagram, quite sadly, was my place where I could just shut off. Whether I sit on the toilet for an hour and my husband will laugh when he hears this because he thinks I won't admit it. I will admit it. I will sit on the toilet for an hour so I can have me time. It's on record now, so yeah. you've admitted it. And they, the girls will be like, Mom, Mom. And then my husband will be like, Go and shut the toilet. She'll be in there. And then you see the little fingers under the door and it's like, Oh, piss off. Like, I've only been here for 10 minutes, you know. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I think because I've got such a creative blur, I don't know, maybe because I'm deaf and I'm really visual with my eyes. I really see things mm. with my eyes because obviously my ears don't work as well. Um, I really crave looking at beautiful things, like colourful things and all this kind of stuff. Um, but now that I've slowed down on Instagram, I've really connected myself within running and walking I just love going outside and yeah I've just always been that person that like my friends would be like oh come play basketball I would just go and sit on the side and just laugh at people when they fall over I just didn't <laughs> like to exercise I just didn't like sounds it sounds like good entertainment yeah, to me because, you know like if I were to play there was a couple of times where I would think I'm really bad at it and then there was other days where I was like oh yeah, I've got this. No one's around me. I'm still, I've still got the ball. I can run for the hoop. But the whistle was blowing two seconds ago and I'm still <laughs> running for that hoop. I'm just like, oh, fuck. I'm just not made to do this. You know, like, I just didn't. I was yeah. like, no, nah, this is not my game. Like, I've got to do something else. But um, on that note, do you ever pretend that you can't hear something? Oh, yeah. Just to avoid yeah. it, like the kids or your yeah. husband? Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, you think about it, like, I haven't really had that pleasure of enjoying exercise or, you know, going to the gym was a big one for me. Mm. Because, you know, when you go into a, what do you call it, like a, a class, mm. and they've got this microphone, the PT's got a microphone in it now, literally, shouting at it. And I'm just like, for one, I can't read the list. The person that's standing in front of me is not doing anything <laughs> what you're doing then making a dick out of themselves I don't know who's doing the right thing and I was just looking like a dick at myself too I'm just like this is not a workout but um yeah and I just joined with F45 and that yep. was really great because they've got TVs on the screen yeah visually what you need to do and yep. I'm like great so that's when I built my confidence in moving my body and mm. and that's another thing with walking I've always had a fear that someone's going to ride behind me on their bike and they're ringing their bell to get me to move over. And yeah. I can't hear them, you know. Yeah. So I've never really felt confident to do all those things. Mm. Um, but now I'm like, you know what, fuck it. They run me over. They run me over. <laughs> I'm doing this for me. You know what I mean? Well, um, I, think, I think they do that anyway. Let's be real. They ring their bell yeah. like so close to you. Yeah. But it's just crazy that all of those little things that we take for granted oh, yeah. is massive for you. Yeah. And it must feel really refreshing to 
be able to do it and just yeah. go, well, fuck it. I'm it, just going to live my life and yeah. make it work. Yeah. It's funny because I don't see those things like you do, obviously. Mm. Like, I'm not, I don't hear the things that, oh, what's a what's good explanation now? When I first got my implant, it actually helped me hear a lot more than it did with my hearing aids. Mm-hmm. So when I first started wearing it, I was laying in bed with my husband and the room was dark and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to keep it on and see if I can pick up any sound. And then there was one sound that was bothering me. It wasn't bothering me, but I knew I could hear something, but mm. I couldn't quite put my finger on what it was. And I said to my husband, what is that sound? And he said, is it the fridge? And I'm like, no. Oh, God, no, I wouldn't be able to hear that. Like the humming sound or whatever it sounds like, I wouldn't know. But he's like... The only thing I can hear is the cricket at that side. And I'm like, oh, my God. And he goes, why? It's so annoying, eh? And I'm like, no, you know what? It's actually a really beautiful sound to me. It's that really, oh. yeah, it was just really calming. Like, I don't know. Well, I don't know about you guys, but they obviously sound annoying to hearing people. Yeah. But to me, it was just like, this is a new sound to me. I'm going to embrace it. Like, I'm going to really... You know, I'm just so thankful I can hear it. But yeah. Far so. out. is another lesson in itself in perspective. Yeah. My goodness. You're amazing. Oh, thank you. So, so are you. Thanks, everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me oh, today. Thank Whit. you so much you for having me. I are just incredible. It. I am so excited for everything that you have coming up because yeah. you've had this little shift in direction and yeah. I think it's about time that you focused on yourself and did yeah. something for you. I'm really so. excited. I can't wait. I will put all of your details in the show notes okay. so that people can follow along your journey oh, and then your you. next steps. Not going to give too much away in that space. Thank but you. thank you again. I really appreciate oh, joining Thank me. you so much. I don't even want to stop talking. I think we could talk all <laughs> we'll day. Just, we'll just turn this off. And yeah. <laughs> thank oh, thank you. you so much. I truly hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I did because wit is an absolute delight and I'm so glad that she finally agreed to share her story because it certainly would have taken a lot of courage to step up and to show up today and to express herself in a way that she doesn't usually do on her social platform. So I highly, highly commend her for having the guts to come and have that conversation with me. There's definitely a few things that I took away from today's conversation. And the first being that if somebody has an impairment or a disability, that we need to give them space to open up and discuss it with us. It can be difficult sometimes because we don't want to offend someone or we don't know how to approach a situation. But as Whit mentioned, they will quite often express to you what's going to be easiest for them. So we need to give them the space to do that and to respect those boundaries. By the same token, if you do feel like you need to ask questions, make sure that you do. There's nothing wrong with being inquisitive, particularly if it's going to help you interact with that person. But of course, with anything, just be sensitive in how you approach it. The other thing that I took away from this is to make sure that you do not underestimate somebody who has an impairment or a disability. For Whitney, it seems like it's something she's experienced her whole life, but the reality is they are just the same as everybody else. Things just may look or sound a little bit different. So it's really important to not assume when it comes to capability. By the same token, if you are someone who suffers from a disability or impairment, Wit's advice is to simply not underestimate yourself. If there's something that you want to do, keep trying, keep working towards it, And I think we could all take a little bit of that advice. 
If you want to hear more from Whitney, you can find her over on Instagram at The Wife Life, and I'll be sure to put all of her details into the show notes as she has some exciting projects coming up. While you're there, make sure that you follow along at at Mummy Republic Podcast. And if you happen to take some time for yourself and reconnect with that person that you were pre-children, don't forget to use the hashtag the me before mummy and tag myself at Mummy Republic Podcast so that I can share it with other listeners and who knows who you might inspire. But in the meantime, remember to take a breath, take some time for yourself and know that you're doing a damn good job. Thank you again so much for joining me. I cannot wait to share more stories with you. So if you haven't done so already, make sure that you click on that subscribe button so that you don't miss a thing. Thanks again. Lots of love and I'll see you next week.